the, the true feeling of this, I'm going to read to you the first recorded words of Jesus in the Bible. Okay, it's in Luke 2, verse 49. Remember that story? Uh, Jesus was 12 years old. His parents went up to Jerusalem for this big, big whoopity doop feast. They went home thinking Jesus was with their relatives. Found out he was and went back frantically looking for him. Found him in the temple talking to the elders and the priests and all that. And was, son, why did you do this to us? You know, like any parent would. I mean, they were frantic. Why did you do this? I mean, you know, if your 12-year-old disappeared for days on end, you would be hysterical. I'm sure they were here. Why did you do this? And why did you treat us like this? And, and he said to them, uh, why did you seek me? Did you not know that I must be about my father's business? So that was the first thing he said. I've got to be about my father's business. First thing Jesus said, the last thing he said, it's finished. I finished his business. I finished his business. Let me give you a little hint here. This is tremendous. Here's how you go about Jesus' business. Here's a, the Bible goes on in Luke. It says, Then he went down and was in submission to them. And he doesn't say anything else until years later. Nothing else. He went down. Everybody say went down. That's humility. You want to be about God's business this morning? You feel like God's got to call on you? Then you go down. You humble yourself. You've got to humble yourself. And it says he went down and was submitted. Everybody say submitted. You've got to be submitted to do God's business. That's the beginning place. It's going down and being submitted. I know it's not popular in the church today, submission and all, you know. Oh, you know, they're saying, you know, like the modern people are. But boy, who cares? I'm telling you what the Bible says. If you really feel like God, you, God wants to use you and you want to be about the Father's business in your life, you go down and you submit. You find some place to be submitted to and get under. That's what Jesus did to Mary and Joseph. He went down and was submitted, Okay. I don't want to go on too much about that, but turn over to 2 Timothy 4. Let me read verse 6 and 7. Are you all with me? Yeah. I know this, some of this stuff seems unpopular and unfashionable <laughs> almost. But it's the truth. That's the thing is we've got to get away from the popular and fashionable and get to the truth because all that popular and fashionable stuff doesn't work. We've got to get back to the real gospel. Are, are you, do you all hear what I'm saying to you? We've got to get back to what really works. I don't want to do this stuff that doesn't work. But here's what Paul said about finishing. Jesus said, it's finished. I finished it. I did it. Here's what he said. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 6 and 7. I'm just doing, I feel like I'm doing a terrible job up here for some reason. You know, but I just would love to be able to do better. I feel so much more in me that's coming out of my mouth right now. I can't help it. I wish, I, I wish something, you know, but you know what? It really doesn't matter what comes. What matters is if, if God is talking. It doesn't matter how it's said. I mean, you can be sloppily said, but if it's God, it's going to do something. But, you know, you just like to be able to do more. Um, for I'm already being, this is Paul talking about, being poured out as a drink offering. And the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Fought, fight, finish, and keep. Everybody say those three words. Fight, fight, finish, and keep. Now that's the three things that every Christian is going to go through. There's a fight to be fought. There's a, there's, a, there's a war to be fought. There's a fight. That fight is to overcome evil. Okay? That's what that fight is. And Paul said, I fought that fight. You're going to have to fight that fight. If you're going to finish, you've got to fight the fight. You've got to finish the race. The race is the, is the race is what God's called you to do in this life, to finish the thing that God's placed you on this earth for. You've got to finish it. You can't stop because 
this you can't stop because you got mad. Because they didn't receive you and treat you like you wanted to be treated. You've got to quit being offended so easy because everybody didn't receive your ministry. You've got to finish the thing. It was God who didn't receive you. You hear me? That's what throws a lot of people off. Well, they don't really receive me there and won't, don't appreciate my gifts there. It ain't them. It's God. He's the one to blame on this deal, not everybody else. Everybody else is just a bunch of sheep running around, running into each other, doing the best they can. That's what we are. If your gift is not received, it's God not receiving it yet. It's not, He's still working on that thing. But you've got to finish. We've got to hear we're placed here for a purpose. And we've got to go after that thing until it happens. And if you don't feel like you have a purpose, God wants to show you. You do. Everybody has a purpose. You hear what I'm saying? So finish it. And you'll find in your life there are going to be times when you finish things like, well, I finished that phase. I've come to an end of it in moments. You see what I'm saying? And you'll know it. You don't, well, that's over with because the way they're treating me, it's finished. That ain't the way you finish. You finish when God says, okay, we're done now. We're done with this. But there's also the end of your life when you close your eyes for the last time. Now, I told y'all before about my vision I had when I was out in the backyard. I was an old man on my deathbed ready to die. And my life was over. And there was just despair all over me because I had not done what God had placed me on this earth to do. And it was the worst despair I'd ever felt in my life. And it was what God was trying to encourage me is you've got to, you've got to do what I've called you to do. You don't want to come to the end of your life and look back and be full of regrets. And so you can start right now today. I don't care if your deathbed is tomorrow. You can start today and finish finish well. You know, it doesn't matter how you start. It just matters how you finish. But you've got to finish it. And I encourage you to finish. Jesus finished it. Don't stop because they treated you wrong. Don't stop because they offended you. Don't stop because people wouldn't listen to you. Don't. You've got to keep going. Are y'all with me? Yeah. And you've got to keep the faith. Because the faith is a thing that carries you. The faith is the thing that gets you there. You're believing God. And again, go back and read Hebrews 11. Everybody in that book in Hebrew 11, they were doing something. It didn't say by faith, you know, Abel took a nap and just sat around. By faith, he didn't show up that day when they was going to do offerings. You know? You know what I'm saying? It didn't say by faith, Moses, oh, he stayed in Egypt because he didn't need it. He didn't want to go out there and get had to deal with some hard stuff. It didn't say that. He did something. Do something. That's what faith, faith really will provoke you to do. Now, you may get shut down. People may shut you down. People may stop you temporarily. But faith will take you there. You've got to keep your faith. You've got to finish your race, and you've got to fight your fight. You've got to. That's what Christianity's like. And there's a lot of battles yet. And the war's won, but we've got to fight these battles. Jesus won the war. I mean, <laughs> he's already got the victory. He's run the race. And won it. He's sitting up there with the gold medal saying, come on and hurry up and get down here to the end of the race so I can let you stand on the podium with me. But you've got to run it anyway. He's not just going to come down there and transpose you over there to the podium. We've got to run the race. And everybody in this room, if Jesus doesn't return, are going to die one day. And what are you going to think when you die? Don't wait to that day to start trying to figure out how to do it. You know? <laughs> it might be too late. 
The cross will execute every desire, every wrong focus, which is contrary to our calling and purpose. That's what it will do. Where that old nasty voice is going to say, give it up, you know, has God really said? You know, did he really tell you to do that? You know how you find out if God really told you to do something? You just go do it and see if it, if it happens, if he was there. That's how he did it. And Moses said, Lord, how do I know you sent me over here? He said, well, when you get there and worship me, you'll know. When, when he was talking about doing something major, he says, when you get there, you will know. And that is the way God does a lot of times. He'll tell you to do something. You want to know you want all this assurance, and you're not going to get it. You'll find out when you get there. Are y'all with me? Okay, this old insecure preaching. <laughs> Last thing. Last thing, number seven. And when Jesus had cried out with a loud voice, he said, Father, this is Luke 23, verse 46, Father, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And having said this, he believed his last, and he died. And here's the truth. Let me tell you the truth. Jesus died. Of course, he went to hell for us. You don't have to go to hell. But here's what is going on with people. This is what that voice is saying to some people. There's always going to be a tomorrow to get it right with God. That's what it says. You don't have to do that today. Wait, there will be a tomorrow for you. There'll be a mark tomorrow to do everything I told you, I have just said to you. All these seven things, the enemy's going to tell you there's a tomorrow. I'm going to just tell you something. There may not be a tomorrow for some of us in this room. Look around in this room. Somebody could die before tomorrow at this time. I could be gone before this day is in. By Wednesday, y'all could be in, had me sitting up here in a casket preaching a funeral over my dead body and planting me in the ground sometime, somewhere. And it could be any of us. You are not promised a tomorrow. You don't have it unless God gives it to you. And you're going to find out, do you have it when you have it? Not, you hear what I'm saying to you? And that's what that voice, come down for the cross. You know, you can serve God tomorrow. Have a good time today. Be wild today. Be reckless today. Keep living in sin today. But what if you don't have tomorrow? What if you die tonight? What if you go to bed and wake up before God? Backslidden. Not following Jesus. What if you wake up and you have issues with a person left on this earth? What if you wake up what if you wake up? What if somebody dies that you had a bitter dispute with and they're gone? You never had a chance to get it right with them. What if that happens? It could happen. We have to live like it can happen. What if I got in a big fight with Becky and, and, and God said, well, I was taking her anyway and she's gone and I never had a chance to reconcile with her. Do I want to have to live like that? You don't have to live like that. What if I backslid and quit living for Jesus? And I died and stood before God and He said, Why did you backslide, Byron? Why did you do it? Well, I didn't feel you no more. Or my ministry wasn't working. Or those people upset me, God. What if you died in that state? What would He say? I mean, you know, I'm not trying to determine your future. I'm just saying, do we really have tomorrow? Do we really have it? Do we really have a guarantee we're going to be there? You know? What are you really doing with your life today in terms of Jesus Christ? Is He the Lord of your life? Is He really the Lord? Is He really somebody that says, yeah, He's worthy, I need to forgive. Yeah, He's worthy, I really better find me a family to be a part of and work through the issues with them and get through it. Is He really worthy? Are y'all hearing me? I believe in my heart of hearts that's the way God wants us to live. 
I believe he wants us to live like at any moment we could step into eternity. Any moment. But also he wants us to live like, well, we're going to be here and we're going to take care of business as long as we're here and we're going to plan for tomorrow. Because if we're not here, somebody else needs to step in and do it. And we need to make sure we leave, a, leave something easy for them. I promise you that day when the people went to the World Trade Center on the way to work that morning, they were not thinking about eternity. They were thinking about going to work and getting their job done. You know? But we need to think about eternity sometimes. We need to think about how we're living our life in light of this. And we need to think about it on practical levels, not just am I going to get in heaven. We need to think about it, did we live this life the way Jesus Christ wants us to live our life? Because we don't want to get there and Him saying, mm, mm. Uh, you don't want to get there if you've never accepted Jesus as Savior because you won't go to heaven. You'll go to hell for eternity. You will burn in hell if you've not accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior. You will burn in hell for eternity. And that's a long time. I don't know what's going to happen to you if you go backslidden because I'm not the judge. All I know is what the Bible says about that. But if you're backslidden, I don't think God's going to be real tickled, you know, about it. If you've not really lived the cross, are y'all with me? Now, this is what I want to ask you. This I want you to everybody close your eyes. Somebody, please, that has backslidden, please come back to Jesus today. Please. There's no time like now. Somebody who's not saved in this room, please give your life to Jesus today. Please. Somebody in this room who has unforgiveness in their heart, please forgive. Forgive. You've got to. Somebody who is not part of a family, a church family, get in a church family. Find you one. With their warts and all, you can add your warts to their warts. You can add your virus to their virus. Have a big old nasty virus. Clean it all up at one time. Please do that. Somebody in here, if you don't really have a real God-given purpose for your life, Please, please find that purpose today. Don't go to heaven. Well, I, I, I live, God. <sighs> Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I just pray right now for every person in this room. Man, Lord, please help us this morning. Lord, we're not here to play church. We're not here to listen to somebody wag their tongue. God, we, we need the power of God to come right now. Lord, we really need you. We confess that to you. And God, I ask you to touch hearts. You, Lord, I know you have spoken or at least attempted to speak to every person in this room at a different level about some different thing. And I ask you to speak and let us hear. Give us hearing ears right now. Give us conviction about our lives, Jesus. Lord, let us not stumble over things that you have placed in our path that you've asked us to pick up. Mm, thank you, Lord. Picking up the cross is not some terrible thing. You know, it's really not. It's not like you've got to, like Kathy was saying, trying to go up some waterfall, trying to haul 9,000 pounds on your back. Jesus said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And the reason it's light is because he'll do it for you. He'll carry it for you. He'll enable you. He'll empower you. Thank you, Jesus. Let's all just stand, you know. One, one thing I want to ask, if you need healing this morning, would you just come up to the front? Just if you, if you need healing, just come up right now. We're going to pray for the sick.
I'm going to anoint you with oil, oil in the name of Jesus and believe that God's going to heal. Tommy and Chuck, y'all going to take this responsibility for praying for the sick. Now, I believe that Jesus wants to heal people. I believe He'd be happy to heal. So, Father, right now we ask You for the healing anointing to be released in this room. For those who are coming up who need to be healed. And also, I want to say, if you're a backslider this morning, and if you have given your life back to Christ, please come up and receive prayer for it. Just You can come up right now. You just want to return to Jesus. You want to get back right with Jesus Christ and give your life to Him and say, I want you to be my Lord. I want you to be my Savior again. I'm coming home. I've got hog feed and hog slop all over me, but I'm coming home anyway because the Father is going to love you and accept you and help you. And the next time you get into that dark moment where you don't feel Him, He'll help you get through it. He will. He promises to lead us through these things. He will take you by the hand, and if He has to, He will drag you through them. If you'll let Him. And if you've never accepted, if you're, if you've accepted Jesus as your Savior this morning for the first time, I ask you to uh, <clears throat> come up and let us pray the pray prayer with you for salvation. So we could have some people from the ministry team to come on up here and help them with the prayers. Now, let's have an atmosphere of faith, okay? Let's don't have an atmosphere of unbelief. This is not some stupid game and all that. This is We want to be real with Jesus. We want to be real with Jesus for healing, for miracles. So y'all just come on up and pray. And what we're going to do is we're going to worship. You know, that's where it's released. An atmosphere of worship. That's where the presence of God is. We're going to worship. I know it's late, and, you know, I'm probably saying more than I should have, but... If you want to go ahead and leave as we worship, that's fine. Okay? But let's, let's, some of us, let's stay in here and worship and bring the presence of God down in this room for these people to be touched and their lives to be changed. Amen? So let's, let's do that now.